Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jose Perez, and I just want to welcome all of you here today. This is our fourth annual Cesar Chavez event. And just briefly, uh, people ask, why is it important to celebrate this year? Uh, and it's important because, you know, the message has been, you know, we want to commemorate Cesar Chavez and his work. Uh, there's a lot of people in the struggle that we always don't recognize, and you'll hear from people today uh, that are behind the scenes and are doing so much. But it's a big deal to me here at City Hall that we do this uh, because, one, do we honor someone who, who did so much for other people, but we want to celebrate uh, this building and the efforts that we've done, for instance, to put uh, municipal IDs in the hands of almost 6,000 uh, residents here in the city of Milwaukee. We're, which we're very proud of. That more than ever, uh, we've secured money every year in our budget to make sure that we have appropriate and adequate translation services and that documents are translated by professionals and that it is done right and so that even if you don't speak the language, there's no reason for you not inter to interact with your local government, which is extremely important to us, and we're very proud of that. We're also proud that I think we are reaching a record high. I can't be any more proud of our um, bilingual frontline staff who serve our citizens and are working here. And uh, even though there's still a struggle and we're working on it, we want to make sure that everyone's treated fairly. And we do that in the spirit and honor of Cesar Chavez, especially when it comes to hiring, promoting, and our contracting. So it's very important to us. Uh, for those of you that couldn't attend, last week Sunday was the inaugural Cesar Chavez birthday celebration at the, Marque, at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. And uh, we're, we were very proud. And I know that Anthony Smith is here. If we could just acknowledge Anthony and their commitment to making that event a success uh, between the corporate and community sponsors. They made that happen, and so it's the, it's the first one of many that we want to, that we were gonna support and see happen. Um, and a big part of that was that uh, citywide outreach went out for students to do essays and art. And I thought that was so important because then the young people get involved in uh, if you don't know about Cesar Chavez and you do your research and you read and you do your art on him, and I think it was, um, I want to thank everyone who participated in that today. And it's intentional that this is here because this is the artwork of Greta Garcia Jalil Melendez. Where are you? Right here. Let's give her a round of applause. She was the high school art winner for her category, and we want to make sure that we acknowledge that and say hi to her and tell her what a great job she did. So she won the contest, and we're very proud of your work and what you've done, and, it's a, and I think it's an inspiration for all of our young people here, so make sure you say hi to her, okay? And check out the art, take a picture with it. Uh, with that said, I, I want to um, have some of my uh, colleagues come up and say a few words. I'd like uh, Vanessa Yanas, the regional rep from Tammy Baldwin's office, Come up and say hi. Good afternoon, everyone. Buenas tardes. Otra vez. Buenas tardes. <laughs> All right. So um, thank you for having me here. Um, again, my name is Vanessa Yanas, and I am a regional representative for our United States Senator, Tammy Baldwin. Senator Baldwin regrets that she couldn't be here with you today, um, but is really happy to see 
Alderman Perez and all the team members coming together to celebrate such an important leader um, of our culture. You know, one of the quotes that I love the most is the one where Cesar Chavez talks about, we don't need to put down other people's culture in order to celebrate our own. So I, Senator Baldwin just wants to congratulate you on coming together. This celebration gets better and better every year, and I'm grateful to be here, especially because I stand on the shoulders of a mother who left sixth grade and did not continue her education so that she could be working in the fields with her family. And today, I have the privilege of serving you all at the federal level. Si se puede. Thank you, Thank you, so much. Thank you very much. I'd invite the County Supervisor Silvio Teach to share a few remarks. Thank you, Jose. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I stand here today for the first time on this occasion as a newly elected County Board Supervisor, and I wanted to take a moment to share my own personal story with the migrant farming community. My mother and her four brothers and sisters and grandmother and grandfather came to Wisconsin in the late 1960s as migrant farm workers. And they lived in the migrant camps in Sussex, actually, until they could afford a home on the south side of Milwaukee in the 70s. And the reason I mention this is because we have, to, we have to honor our legacies. We have to honor where we come from. And that's, Cesar Chavez is the description of all of that for our community. And I just wanted to say, just at the county, just recently, the county stood by the governor to honor uh, uh, driver's licenses for everyone. Thank you, and si se puede. Thank you, Supervisor Ortiz. Uh, I'd invite uh, my colleague, Cavalier Johnson, to share a few remarks. Buenas tardes a todos. Buenas tardes a todos. I'm especially excited to see the kids from Lincoln Avenue because I went to that elementary school when I was a kid. I went to Lincoln Avenue Elementary School. So, uh, buenas tardes a todos again. Me llamo Cavalier Johnson y I'm the alderman, yo estoy el concejal de Distrito Número 2 en la ciudad de Milwaukee. Gracias a mi amigo, concejal Jose Perez, para invitarme aquí este tarde. I want to thank everybody for being here today. One of the things that I am most excited about, one of the things that fills me with the most joy is that this rotunda, uh, throughout every single year is filled with men and women and children from so many different backgrounds, so many different faiths, so many different persuasions as we honor those people who lay the foundation for us to make our communities a better place, not just here in the city, but in the state and the nation as well. And Cesar Chavez is one of those people. Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta are those people as well. And as I was down here and I was reading some of the displays, uh, I was looking at uh, a, a quote that Cesar Chavez said uh, on a visit to Milwaukee some years ago, and he was talking uh, to some folks and he said that most of the things that you will be eating are produced by workers who are starving. I'll say that again. He said that most of the things that you will be eating are produced by workers who are starving. And to me, that means that Cesar Chavez, much like leaders like Dr. Martin Luther King and others, uh, the, the, the passion for their service is making sure they take care of people who have the least. And that's something that all of us can be proud of. That's something that uh, myself and I know Alderman Perez and our colleagues on the Common Council, we work on every single day in order to lift up the, the needy in our community, to lift up those who don't have very much. 
And for you guys to be here to be learning about Cesar Chavez, to be celebrating Cesar Chavez, only just it only gives me passion and hope for the future that his legacy and the legacy of so many other leaders like him will continue, uh, not just today, but well into our future. So gracias, si se puede, and happy Cesar Chavez Day, everybody. Thank you. And last but not least, I'd like to call up uh, Chief Morales. It's always nice that we could uh, come together to celebrate uh, people that uh, are in, you know, in our history that show they support what sometimes we don't realize what we're supporting. If you look at the picture up there, you see people that are picking a vegetable. That's how my father started here in the United States, immigrated from Mexico, and look where his children are at now. And that's what we look for. We look for or we celebrate what America's all about. America is built on the backs of the immigrants that come and work the jobs that need to keep America going. But they do it for this next generation to come and represent to get better opportunities and have a better life. And that's what my parents did for me. In our Hispanic law enforcement community, our parents did a lot of what you see in this picture back there. So for Milwaukee and the growing Hispanic community, it's a great time to honor Julio Cesar Chavez. It's a great time to do this. Thank you, Alderman Perez, for having us here and celebrating this. Thank you very much. Well, now I want to remind um, all the young people here that uh, there isn't anything you can't do. Um, you want to get a job at City Hall, uh, we're waiting for you to finish school, to come work. And you can do anything from being a planner to an economic development specialist to being a legislative assistant to being mayor, alder person, whatever you like. So we want to make sure that uh, there's plenty of role models here in this building and a lot of our community members and reps that are here that want to make sure you succeed. So thank you again for being here. Now, um, we have a special guest. Our, our keynote speaker is someone who knew Cesar E. Chavez someone who worked with him. And um, Ramona Villarreal was born in 1954 in Laredo, Texas. Uh, she was very young and her, her, fa her family traveled back and forth between Texas and the Midwest to work on farms as migrant workers. In 1968, they settled in the town of Watoma, Wisconsin. They experienced racial discrimination in the Midwest and that motivated Miss Villarreal to become an activist for equity and justice. And um, she has a lengthy bio, but I, don't, I know you don't want to hear from me. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce Ramona Villarreal. First of all, my name is Ramona Villarreal, and I am the fourth generation as a migrant. I was really young, like, students who are here when I used to pick cucumbers, rocks, potatoes, work in the fields exactly what it was there. I worked the tobacco and the cotton and I did the Christmas tree. When I picked up the rock, 
there was only 50, 50 cents that you stayed to pay it. But before I go into that, I'm going to introduce you that my name is Ramona Villarreal. I am, I am from Laredo, Texas. I am the sixth in my family of 15 brothers and sisters. And my parents were Consuelo and Perfecto Villarreal. We came for migrants in hope of building a better life. The struggle of heartache and growing and working in the fields as a migrant started back in 1962. I began working in the fields when I was seven years old and because we were always moving depending where the work was and we worked from sun up to sun down depending on where we were moving. I was in nine different schools in one year. So it was really hard. All of you, I see you in one school or move to another. And, but I was in nine different schools. So I skipped eighth and ninth grade. I went straight into 10th grade. Um, and I, of course, as I said, we paid cotton, tobacco, and all of that. We were in different places like um, Illinois, South Dakota, Idaho, and Wisconsin. Then as we were working in the fields, the conditions of the housing where we lived we only had one little room, we were six people in one little room, and we have cold water, our house outside, and that's all we had. So the conditions where we work, not only in the fields hardworking, but where we live, uh, it was really, really hard for us. But we were the, out there working in the fields as a worker. My, my parents helped us, my mother worked in a, in a Red Granite uh, Canning Company, uh, cucumbers, and my dad, we all work in the fields. Um, when I was young, I started, I became an activist. I saw the unfair treatment in the migrant community and as a migrant and a Mexican-American dealing with issues of everyday life as a Mexican. At the early age, I learned to I learned that an unfair treatment, I went, when I went to the store with my dad, and I wanted to, he was gonna buy me a snowball. You know what a snowball is, those little round ones with coconut? And they closed the doors on us and said, no Mexican, or they locked the doors on us. We couldn't go in. And I couldn't understand why my dad couldn't buy me a snowball, and yet there were some kids there buying candy. So my dad said to me, you won't be able to understand right now, but I will tell you. And as a young girl, you will know what was really going on. And that's what was going on. So we had, what was going on was that, okay, what was going on was um, when we live in Watoma, my dad realized that the migrant people there will come and work in the migrant in the town of Watoma, Wisconsin. And we knew how real injustice for them were because when they were here in the summer, they would have their prices of groceries, different prices than when the migrant people left back home. And so one day I felt like, oh, this is not right. This is injustice. And I was young. So what I did is um, I didn't think it was fair. So I went to the owner and I told him, why are you raising the price up? when it's summer and the migrant people come, and why do you put the price down? 
the owner of the place said to me, like, this little girl, why is this little girl really telling me this? When he saw things different, like, like, um, the, like if my age was more of a problem than injustice. And the closing of the doors, like I said, and the condition of the working was poor, poor pay and taught me early in life to fight justice. So while we were in Bancroft, because we moved a lot, Bancroft, Wisconsin, we work in a cucumber uh, potato factory. So again, they were not paying us enough. So what we did is I said, okay, my dad, Jesse Salas, and I, and all of us said, okay, they were paying other people different wage than we got paid, so let's have a walkout and let's have huelga. Huelga means strike. So we all went out and strike with the picket line and say we're not coming back. But what happened is the farmer who owned the potato factory said, oh my goodness, the potatoes are going to waste. They're getting rotten. I'm losing a lot of money. Let's give them a raise. So afterwards, they gave us a raise and we won that strike. Just little things that I am telling you that stuff that happened to me. So my dad finally found a job for the Wisconsin Gas Company. And then I, I moved to Madison, Wisconsin, and I finished my high school there. And high school and school is very important. This is why I want you to know students or sitting or anybody. I finished uh, high school, I went to school, I got a bachelor's degree, and I got a master's degree. And I retired from teaching. I was exposed when I was 12 years old when Cesar Chavez had the grapes and the lettuce boycott. So all of those workers that were they're out there, they, are, they were not getting paid enough. And so, or grapes. And so what we did is we went on strike. So Cesar Chavez started with the strike. We were outside in grocery stores, picket line, and I became the strongest activist because of Cesar Chavez. So what we did also with March with Jesse Salas, Salvador Sanchez, Ernesto Chacon, those are our are great leaders for us, especially here in Milwaukee. We walk only, not only from Watoma to Madison, Wisconsin, which is the capital, fighting for rights, fighting for equal pay, equal treatment, better housing, better wage. And we walk, and it took us five days to walk. We also have a march here that we walk from Madison, from Milwaukee, excuse me, to Madison. And I was young but I stand for what I believe, what was right, and I fought for what I stand for. So as we were walking, we saw all those fields picking cucumbers in Watoma, past the fields, we got to the state capitol, we, we fought, we got recognized. At that time, it was the migrant farm workers and the obreros, which are called the Obreros Unidos, grew in Wisconsin during the 60s. 
Other movements were involved in the strike, boycott, like I said, gallo wine and feral jeans, and the, not only the lettuce boycott. Well, why would they have the gallo wines? Well, because the people with Cesar Chavez were picking up the grapes, and a lot of wine was sent to Wisconsin. So Cesar Chavez brought three families so we can organize out there, and this is what I did. I worked hard and helped them and organized picket line. It took a long time before the strike ended, but we didn't give up. So for you students who are sitting down there, make yourself goals for education that plays a very important role. Don't give up. Keep studying. Don't drop out of school. You will make a difference in life. You are the young generation that will come that you can help make a difference in life. In night, in, I, I don't want to bore you with all the, the things, but I am going to tell you that I am in the history of Lucha at the Wisconsin Label Historical Society. I was also a, a panelist for women's rights in the minority group in Milwaukee in the 80s. I was the first Mexican-American who sued the Madison School District for discrimination and the open of the doors for other Latinas and Latinos to be hired by the Madison School District. And in 2000, I've been involved in marches in Wisconsin, women's rights, teachers' rights, immigration reform. And one of the people that I would like to, and I'm in some of the photos, Ernesto Chacon, Jesse Sala, Salvador Sanchez, Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, they are my inspiration. But you know what? I am a person that I don't quit and I don't give up. I continue. I was also the first Brown Beret in, in Madison, Wisconsin, and the only female Brown Beret. They never had a male, and I was the only female. So, I was told to talk a little bit about Cesar Chavez, but before I that, I, I would like any of the students have any questions for me? Or anybody? When you guys get done, look at the photos. Of course, I look different because I have gray hair and I work quite a bit, like anybody. But I was like young like you, and I was little and I work in the fields. So I'm gonna tell you just a little bit of Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta. Huerta. Okay, there are many reasons why I became an activist and many people influenced me. Cesar Chavez was one of them. Cesar Chavez was an inspiration speaker, an organizer, and fought for the cause and with patience and peace. What does that mean? That, that statue that is up there, I want those students to see that statue. Cesar Chavez was very peaceful. He didn't get angry and start fighting and breaking things or, or go and fight with police or anything. He was a peaceful man to take care of business. He's a legend that we will never forget, and this is why we're here. This is what's my inspiration, Cesar Chavez. He began back in 1952 and met Fred Ross from Chicago based on a self-help group organization who coordinated voters registration, economic discrimination, and more for the Chicanos. Soon he became the national director. This is Cesar Chavez. 
and started across the United States. Dreams that helped the farm workers. So he didn't get paid. He quit his job until he moved to California and found the National Farm Workers Association in 1962. In 1965, Cesar Chavez had 1,200 members to join him in Delano, California. Table and wine, grapes growers, and was successful with a strike that took five years. And he gained national support with Dolores Huerta. And who is Dolores Huerta? Well, she, again, I want to tell you that she formed an organization with Cesar Chavez. They became a union and became strong. He, not only because Cesar Chavez was a president and traveled to gain support, his wife also worked in the fields to support the family. So Cesar Chavez also traveled to Europe and talk about the cause. He also received numerous of awards and still celebrates, he says, with schools, museums, coins, and other accomplishment work. Cesar Chavez had a lot of support and helped many who have mentioned, who I didn't mention, and there's more that I have never mentioned before, who will be here all night. But one of these people is the influence on Chavez was Dolores Huerta. She was a teacher in California who met Chavez, and together they started the cause. Remember you hear Viva la Causa and the cause. Everything is a cause. So she was, at that time, she was one of the few Chicanas who was a college graduate and later married Chavez's brother. Dolores and Chavez worked together, as always, to say, I would always say, they worked together. When Chavez started moving the water, as I tell people, meaning he started with, with the cause and marsh and huelgas, then all the other waters started to move. We had La Raza Unida Party, we had uh, Si Se Puede uh, by, by Dolores Huerta, we had um, um, Cesar Chavez, strong. And then we also also met, I met Maria, I, I met Dolores Huerta in Madison, Wisconsin with Jesse Salas and she was a uh, guest speaker. She too was awarded. So Cesar Chavez and Maria and Dolores Huerta, they were awarded, awarded the freedom, the Medal of Freedom. That is the highest achieved award that anybody can get. Both of them were awarded, one by Obama and the other one by Clinton. So Chavez by President Clinton and, Marie, and Dolores Huerta by Obama. They fight, they fight for us so that we can live better here, in, here. And because of their work and help that they accomplish. Si se puede is Huerta's slogan. Obama asked her permission if it could be used when he was getting nominated. Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta were working together for the cause when Chavez died in 1993. He 
The cause at that time was better treatment for workers and to be treated with respect, to stop spraying on the fields while they were working. Many of you may not know Chavez. I went to his compound. I went to his, his grave. I met his wife. I met the son. One of the things that I would like to tell you all, that he had in his place, he had five fountains, and those fountains were the people that died when they were demonstrating and running and, and, and working for the cause. What I would like to tell you at the end is, if you believe in something, if you believe in yourself, remember Chavez, believe in him. And this is what you have to do. Stand for what you believe and what is fair and what is right. Remember, Chavez taught us a lesson, Dolores Huerta too. Thank you very much.